So, all set? Sure am. Well then, let's get out there and tickle some lists. Uh, you what? You know, list tickles. What we're doing this episode. Keep up, Joshua. Yep, we're doing listicles. Pronounce it however you like. They're lists. They tickle your fancy. Hence the name. And this episode is full of them. Hey, I'm sorry. Did you think listicle is a portmanteau of list and article? You know that, right? Uh, an article in the form of a list? I find my etymology much more plausible. If by plausible you mean wrong. Maybe I do. Don't. Police my language use, you elitist rapscallion, by which I mean a shallot that culturally appropriates African-American musical stylings. That's not even... Uh, fine, fine, fine. Let's just get on with this listisode. That would be an episode in the form of a list? Yes. I don't get it. Neither does your mind. The Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy, featuring Josh Addison and M. Dentoff. Hello and welcome to the Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy in Auckland, New Zealand. I am Josh Addison and in Zhuhai, China, we have Associate Professor of Philosophy classified as furniture for tax purposes. It's Dr. M. Rx Dentoff. You can find me in almost every single IKEA catalogue except in Finland. Mm. In Finland, the the M dentith range has been replaced by the Juhal Riker range. Oh dear! What, what what section are you under? There's a meatballs joke somewhere. I can't quite make it. No, I'm definitely toiletries. Anyway. Okay, now uh, sticking with a with an immature, uh, prurient tone, I would like you to read out the last email you sent to me before we started recording this episode. Uh, all right, I need to actually find my emails and also hope that, because I sent that on the phone, so hopefully it's... Oh, yes, you did. A <laughs> phone on which autocorrect, not to spoil anything, did not work as it should have. <laughs> Currently away from home, so can't check. I might be five or five or one minutes late. That should be five or ten minutes late. I got delayed due to helping a colleague... <laughs> Some cockery. Helping a colleague buy some cockery. Honestly. Uh, uh, but actually, what, uh. what's, what's made even better? So, whilst I was at the supermarket, so I was helping my colleague Pompeo with uh, supermarket shopping and also homeware shopping at the nearby apartment store. And I discovered in the supermarket a brand of funky nuts with three layers sensory. Which, and also a brand of, and I need to actually zoom this in, a brand of bed linen whose logo is continuous exploration of the continuous discovery of the miracle. And so I, mm. think, I think when you buy the bed linen, you're also buying a religious experience. Well, that sounds good. Um, no, so th- th- that was all, basically. I just wanted to say cockery on the podcast and have an excuse to do it. And um, I do not blame you whatsoever. Mm. Now, uh, speaking of continuous discovery, we're going to continuously discover a, a, a good a good 40 things, I yes, think, in this episode. What's interesting about this, so we're doing a listicle episode, as the intro suggests. We used to do these on the scene every now and then which was basically our crib for we have no content we need content this week there's a listicle there are fewer listicles out there than there Mm. were a few years ago although less popular 
I also think it's also a lot harder to find listicles of weird conspiracy theories now. Because in the old days, when we did listicles, they were usually listicles written by a certain kind of conspiracy theorist. The kind of conspiracy theorist who believes unwarranted conspiracy theories. So we'd have great fun going through and going, well, that's just common knowledge, that's not a conspiracy, blah, 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 blah. Now, the thing is, if you actually put a search in for irrational conspiracy theory list into Google, Google goes, hmm, we're meant to be against helping people find dis and misinformation mm. these days. So they, it's very hard to locate these lists. They actually might be out there, but we're not really moving in the kind of crowd which provides us with those lists. So it might be there are fewer lists out there, mm. or it might be... It's harder to find those lists, but they're still there. Mm, could be. Well, in, in any case, we have two of them, and we're going to talk about them now. We are, we are, we are. But I think, very importantly, what we should do before we talk about them is insert. Insert? We should, mm. we should just insert. Josh, insert now. I will. Right, so we have a listicle each. I'd say we should alternate between the two, but one of them's 10 things long and one of them's 30 things long, so that's not really going to work. So maybe we should just take them one at a time. Indeed. Let's start with The Waking Times, which is currently loading up on my device due to VPN-related issues. Uh, mm. We're working on a device on one end, which has no VPN active, and device on the other end, which does have a VPN active, although actually it turns out that... Maybe the VPN is not working on my phone now because let me just see whether I can get this listicle to load. Josh will have great fun editing around the uh, the problems of of tech things here. Yes, that's if I, what I'll if do. I say edit around monstrous rubbercock, monstrous rubbercock, and then Josh will go. Well, that's perfect for a podcast. Do you want to say it again? Monstrous rubbercock. Yes. Although it actually does sound, if you say it too quickly, it becomes Monstrous Robocop, which seems like a, a weird spin-off film in the Robocop series. Basically Robocop 2. Um, <laughs> sorry. I have to say... Sorry, yeah. Robocop 2, Michael Ironside. Yes. Uh, I, I, have to, I have to confess, the, this, the listicle we're looking at first is from the Waking Times, wakingtimes.com, and depending on my level of awakeness and emotional maturity every time I see this URL, I always <laughs> either think of it, always immediately see either Walking Times, or, or I'm not proud to times. say this, or Wanking Times, yeah. I, I, honestly, yeah, anyway. Now this list comes from Gary, and because it's an American site, Z McGee, which makes sense if it was Gary Z McGee, it wouldn't have that zinger. Gary Z McGee, staff writer of The Waking Times, and it starts with a quote, the general population doesn't know what's happening, and it doesn't even know that it doesn't know Noam Chomsky. Mm. So this one is very much the uh, libertarian... Almost, not really sovereign citizen, you know, it's pretty much just a libertarian conspiracy list. Some of which, as we'll see, is debatable whether it's conspiratorial, but nevertheless, what, what, what are some things that we're not supposed to know? Number one, it is nearly impossible to pay off the national debt. And this starts with a quote, everything seems to start with a quote. Nothing yep. is so well calculated to produce a death like torpor in the country as an extended system of taxation and a great national debt. William Cobbett. 
Now, I, I mean, I, the, the point is here is that, yes, money, money is created out of debt. Uh, in America, at least, the national debt is $20 trillion, which means every American would have to pay, uh, what, how do they work it out? It's $62,000 to pay off the national debt, and this is craziness, and... Um, some people say you couldn't even do it, and, and basically every country is in debt to every other country. It says it's the height of insanity, which I mean I kind of agree with. I, 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 I yeah, tend to think global finance is just very, kind very of very stupid system, kind of nonsense. very stupid system. But on the other hand, the whole point is that it's a yes, it's a it's a consensual hallucination. It's something that only it works it, it works and exists because we all agree it does, not because of yeah. any any outside money, objective. Money is is a social construct. The idea of value is a social construct because it's very culturally contingent as to what, what is valuable versus what is not. As people point out, the Spanish were kind of astounded that the mayor and the Azteca treated gold as if it were a common metal, because for the mayor and the Azteca, gold was a common metal. Well, the Spanish go, no, that's, that's the most valuable stuff, which means we need to take it all the way back to Spain, where it will be valued properly. Money is a social construct, and so any system which relies on transactions that use money as your base unit are going to be, when you start drilling down into does this all make sense, you go, well, I mean, it's kind of unicorned at the bottom. So, of course, it doesn't really make sense, but it's a consensus system by economies around the globe, so it doesn't make sense, but it makes street sense. Mm. Now, this leads us into point two, of course, which is there is no underlying thing backing money. It's all an illusion. I feel there's a, a par- parenthetical comma man exclamation mark mm. close parentheses. Which, again, is like, but, but yeah... I mean, what money, money's, it's just a thing. Like these days, it doesn't even exist physically most of the time. It's numbers on computers shuttling backward and forth. Like what, what do you think? Like they, I know people talk about, oh, back when there used to be a gold standard, at least this one, this one, when it talks about a gold standard, admits that even gold only has value because we've all agreed since time immemorial that it's valuable. Yeah. And once again, see my comment on the Azteca and the mayor who didn't consider gold to be valuable at all. Now, this one also starts with a quote. Federal Reserve notes are not redeemable in gold, silver, or any other commodity and receive no backing by anything. The notes have no values for themselves. And this is a quote from notable DC superhero, The Treasury. Mm. Oh, I used to have a copy of The Treasury, number one. Lost yeah, wasn't that written by Garth Ennis? A lot of knob jokes for a, a conspiracy thriller set in the DCU. Hmm, surprisingly so. Yeah. Now I think I think we're through the financial stuff. Now we're getting into other things. Number three, you're not supposed to know. Is how, how to, to live, live off, off the, grid. the grid. And this this is a quote from Gandhi. Mm. Live simply so others may simply live. Now I don't think Gandhi was a great sovereign citizen living off the grid kinda guy. Not so much. But essentially it says you can be a lot more self-sufficient. So catch rainwater. The more windmills you build and solar panels you erect, the less you'll need to pay the electric companies. The more composting toilets you install, the less you have to pay for plumbing companies. I mean, this is one of these things where there's no there's no conspiracy. People can no. and do live off the grid. I mean, one of the big the movements... Ass. That's going on at the moment is people installing solar panels on their homes to reduce their electric bill down. 
and the fact there are systems now in place where technically you'll be able to sell your excess power if you generate it back to the electrical companies. So not only will you reduce your bill, in some situations you actually might be given money by the electrical company for the power you're generating for the grid. And compostable toilets, I mean, maybe this is not so well known in the US, but people back home in Aotearoa, New Zealand, play around with having combustible toilets in their homes. I know of a former HOD of the Department of Philosophy at the University of Auckland, Tim Dare. He put a combustible toilet in his home. One of his daughters refused to use it. Now, I believe you're saying compostable toilet, but it sounds a lot like you're saying combustible toilet, which is quite <laughs> a different kind of thing. I can imagine Tim a installing exciting, a, a combustible mm. toilet and a compostable toilet. Now, and I'm going, did I actually say... I know I'm not quite sure which word is which. But anyway, Tim, Tim Dare installed a toilet and one of his daughters refused to use it. On account of the combustion. Uh, yeah, and again, it's conspiratorial in that it's a thing they don't want you to know. Like it says, in short, the more independent you become, the less codependent you'll be on the state, and the state doesn't like that because they like your money way more than they like your freedom. But the thing is, it's not the state that likes your money, it's the corporations that like your money. Because when you're talking about the US or even parts of Australasia, a lot of the companies which run the utilities are if not private, at least partially privately owned with a profit motive. I mean, one of the big issues in the cost of living crisis in the UK is that the power generating companies are not publicly owned. They're privately owned. And, they're, and so they're making huge dividends whilst also increasing the price of electricity. So mm. it's not that the government doesn't want you to know it. It's the businesses they're the ones who are keeping you down, man. This is why everyone should become a communist. Mm. Well, I mean, that kind of gets into number four, planned obsolescence, which, again, not, not strictly a conspiracy, but sort of a thing that companies plan. Like It started with light bulbs, didn't it? That was the first thing where they deliberately made them to last a certain amount of time when, in fact, they could last a lot longer if they wanted to. Yeah, there's there's a, a one or two original Edison light bulbs which are mm. still running after yeah. all these years. So, and it's sort of it's a thing that yeah, companies got together and decided on, and certainly don't make noise about it. They don't proudly say how. Yes, we we've, we've made sure that you'll have to keep giving us money by deliberately making stuff a bit crap. But it's it's uh, yeah it's more an open secret than a conspiracy, I'd have thought. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, depending on where you are in the world, planned obsolescence is more or less of a problem. So I recently replaced my iPhone in China. Now, if I was replacing my iPhone in Aotearoa, New Zealand, I would probably have needed to take the phone to a recycling depot in the hope that that recycling depot would actually do something with it rather than add it to landfill. But because Apple China operates a trade-in slash rebate deal, I was able to have my phone evaluated, sent off to a factory for dismantling, and then I was given a rebate for it. So yes, the phone has a kind of planned obsolescence in it and that eventually the battery dies. And because there's been a demand for smaller phones we've got to a point where things are not user-serviceable anymore because if you want a watertight phone, you can't make a battery that pops in and out with ease. And so there's planned obsolescence, but there are also 
ways to get around the obsolescence by allowing things to be upgraded, changed, or recycled with time. So it's a slightly more complicated situation than maybe these people are claiming. However, the next one, civil asset forfeiture. With a, a, a quote here from Ludwig von Mies, the state is nothing more or less than a bandit gang writ large. Those von Mises people, they really, really like the idea that taxation is theft. Now, oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. For forfeiture, that actually does seem, actually seem like is theft. theft. Yeah. Yes. Taxation is not theft. Civil asset forfeiture, actually. And the worrying thing is, they're talking about bringing that in back home. So the proceed of gangs bill. Yeah, I've heard that um, in America, the the amount of of stuff, the value of things taken by the police under civil asset forfeiture is now greater than the amount of stuff stolen from people in burglaries and robberies, the police. Because as they've got set it up now, the police can basically just take your stuff and then you yeah. have to go to court and try and get it back, which yeah, you, might if, or you if, might not. If the police can say they've got calls to search your car, and in some cases causes, I approached the person in the car, I thought I could smell marijuana smoke, which means I was then able to search the car, and I found suspicious packages, which might have been used in criminal activity. These Amazon packages in his backseat, they, they could be stolen. I mean, they have his name on them, but they, he could easily have just stuck that on as I was approaching the car. So we think that these are these are things being used in the planning of a crime. So we will now seize them. And yes, if you do want them back, you will have to go to court to get them from us. Mm. Yes, so I think civil asset forfeiture is bullshit. Uh, no no yeah, real and problem it, with it that one. It is worrying that we are talking about having such a bill back home, mm. especially since, as it's a gang-related bill, and given that we have systemic racism in the police, and unfortunately gangs are associated with Polynesian and Maori people back home, this seems like just another case for mm. allowing the police to be particularly racist to a marginalised community in our society back home. Yes. Now, this is an interesting one, number six, to, in, in, in a, a list of such a libertarian bent. It's about the fact that the US imprisons more of its population than any other country and profits off it. Now, this has a quote by either Stephen Colbert or Stephen Colbert, depending on, on whether we're talking about the mm. reactionary right-wing host or the lovable rogue who hosts a late-night talk show. He says... Uh, some may say that jailing people over their debts makes poverty into a crime. Well, if that's true, maybe we should just cut out the middleman and put all poor people in jail. Of course, this will require new prison facilities, which we can build using people who can't pay their prison fees. Not as workers, as the bricks. As the bricks. Yes. I mean, so you basically, so it's interesting that he's, uh, this one talks about, yes, the US prison population has ballooned. Um... U.S. imprisons more of its population than any country by by percentage. Um, it admits that crime is at a historic low. I don't know about it depends how you define historic, but I believe yeah, pretty much worldwide, crime has been steadily decreasing since the '90s. Although crime reporting has been shooting up. Yeah, uh, yeah because as as crimes become less frequent, criminal activity becomes more notable. 
And when criminal activity becomes more noticeable, the media reports upon it because it's a news story. But unfortunately, that then has the consequence of people thinking that crime is going up because it gets reported more often. As people like to point out, spousal abuse and spouses killing their partners were a lot more common in the middle of the last century to the point where it just didn't get reported upon because of how common it was. And then as it became less common, suddenly it became more newsworthy. And people thought that abuse was going up when actually it was trending down. Hmm. And then, yeah, it's interesting that the person then then points about the deplorable fact that big corporations are making a killing off the prison system. So for something which so far has been sort of ticking all the libertarian talking point boxes to then go anti-corporation, anti-privatisation. Libertarians of the stripe who work for the wanking times are the kind of people who are anti-mega corporations. They really only like small to moderately sized businesses because they do treat big corporations as being almost de facto government entities at this stage. Mm. But then we get straight back into more familiar territory with number seven, forced taxation is theft. Since few men are wise enough to rule themselves, even fewer are wise enough to rule others. Edward Abbey. I I have no idea what that quote has to do with false taxation as theft. Yes, I mean, basically, the fact that you're required to pay taxes by governments who allegedly, who who, who supposedly have the monopoly on violence means that it's extortion. Paying taxes is extortion, and, and you should only pay taxes if you feel like it, and and roads and hospitals happen by magic. As does plumbing. Mm. Ah, plumbing. You know, you know what I'm I'm hoping makes come back cholera. Bit of cholera, I suppose. Yeah, take a bit bit of bit of a bit of a nice change, I suppose. Different kind of pandemic, although we've talked about that before as well. We have indeed. Now, number eight is an interesting one. You're not allowed to be stateless, but you can be. A man without a government is like a fish without a bicycle. Alv- Alvaro Koplovich. Which was originally a, a woman without a man is like a fish without it, wasn't it? Yeah. Dorothy Butler or something, I can't remember. Anyway, uh, yeah, so basically a little bit about the fact that, yes, we, we can't, we have difficulty imagining the fact of not being uh, a, a sovereign of yourself and stateless, but basically says, but you can be. Doesn't really seem to say how. Well, they they do have an example. They have links of... to other people who claim to have become stateless. Yes, and of course you get the classic cases of the people whose passports have lapsed as they've moved from one state to another, so they get stuck in an airport because they're in a kind of administrative limbo. You get the people who seasteed, who live in those kind of those weird self states that they've declared, like sea land off the coast mm. of the Which... UK. Which is not technically being stateless, because you actually are a member of a state in that situation. Mm. You're just not a member of a recognised state, because as the UK government points out, they may think they're stateless, or at least they may think they're citizens of Sealand. But as far as we're concerned, they're actually still British citizens, no matter how often they say, oh, no, we're not. Yes, oh, yes, you are. Now, number nine... Number nine, I have mixed feelings about um, the the actual the, the 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 list list entry is the police are not legally obligated to protect you, which is something we've we've seen newts proven numerous times over the years. Who's the quote from for this one? Oh, oh well, that would be notable, world famous, great philosopher Stefan Molyneux. 
There is no weakness mm. as great as false strength. Not sure he's getting at there. Presumably something he said in between while, while hunting being a racist new, and yeah, also being a racist for a new pair of calipers to measure his phrenology skull with or something. Yeah. Um, but yes, basically uh, the the police the police don't have a duty to. I, I don't know precisely what the laws are in New Zealand, but there have been numerous cases. Most recently, Uvalde, of course, where it's it's been shown definitively that the police is number one. According to their training, I believe in many cases, their number one thing is keep yourselves safe, and they don't actually have a legal obligation to protect people. Look, Josh, I wouldn't want to be protected by Sting, even if he did throw himself in front of me whilst a bullet was being shot in my direction. Well, I guess that's fair, yeah. I mean, there, yeah. there is already a fortress around my heart. I don't, I don't need Sting getting in the way of that. Mm, no, that's fair. Which leads us to number 10, last entry on this particular listicle. We live in an oligarchic plutocracy disguised as a democratic republic. So okay, I see. See what you mean here. Now, now he's saying yes. We don't like the oligarchs and the big mega corps. Now, this is one of those things where now this is of course a US list because they're talking about the US Republic, and it is one of those things where, I mean, there is some truth to this claim, given that the way that power works and money works in the United States of America, it does turn out that rich oligarchs have a lot more political power than average voters do. And that is routinely downplayed or ignored by the American political class, both on the left and the right. So there are there are some detractors, your AOCs, your Bernie Sanders and, and the like, who do point out about the power dynamics of capitalism in the American Republic. But by and large, there is some truth to the idea that the American democracy is not as democratic as maybe Americans think. And mm. rich people like your Elon Musks, your Jeff Bezos and the like, they have a lot more power than they ought to. Yes. That's the end of that list, although I see down the bottom it has about the author. Mr. McGee is apparently a former Navy intelligence specialist turned philosopher. He's the author of Birthday Suit of God and The Looking Glass Man. I just see The Birthday Suit of God... Appears to be a work of fiction about a fictional philosopher teaching God how to become a better God. Uh, the, the the birthday suit business is like stripping reality down to its roots. Although I notice the cover of the book does appear to have a naked woman on it, with a, a with, with a book covering her naked bits, just because scandalous behaviour. Mm. Okay, well that's that's one mystical out of the way. But luckily for us, no other than, none other than Popular Mechanics published 30 crazy conspiracy theories that people actually believe, uh, just like last week, I think. When was that? October, October 26. How about that? So just in time for us. Now, this is by Charlotte Chilton. As you say, October 26, 2022. Conspiracy theories are not a new concept, but they've taken on a new life thanks to the internet. Even in recent years, we've seen more than our fair share of misinformation online, some rooted in historical details, others in fear. Here we take a look at the craziest conspiracy theories that people have actually believed over the years, from an Earth within Earth to Prince Charles living as a closeted vampire. So let's go down. So I think a bunch of these we can say, okay, yep, 
know it, and I think it starts with the classics. Now, actually, I do want to point out, because you're, you're looking at this through the web interface, aren't you? We mm. have to kind of click through a gallery. Actually, the... this one, uh, I've got it, the page also does a, a thing, oh, so you don't have yeah, to. Basically, so on, I've got it as a list. Yeah. On the phone, it, it, it's a much, easily, much, mm. easily, much easier to read formatted list. Yes. I stand by what I originally said, you are Letus Rapscallion. Indeed. Ah, uh, so number one, the moon landing was fake. I mean, heard we've, it before. We've talked about this. Yeah, uh, I haven't talked about it in a while. Probably, uh, probably a good one to um, to to revisit in, a, in one of our revisit episodes, but not this episode. Number two, the government killed JFK. Now, this is uh, interesting for the sheer fact that it's one of the few conspiracy theories where belief is increasing over time. So I think over 56% of the American population now believes in a conspiracy to kill JFK as opposed to the lone gunman hypothesis, which is not a conspiracy theory, given that if that theory is true, Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone in his assassination attempt on attempt success on JFK. Yeah, indeed. Sorry, I, I forgot that I come from a reality where JFK is still alive and is the eternal president. Yes, it's easy to easy to forget. Uh, number three, COVID nineteen was engineered by the media. Oh. Interestingly, so this isn't this isn't a lab leak or a or a biological agent thing. They think that the virus. Some people think the virus is a hoax that was engineered by the media and global elites to control the population. Yeah, so this is a population control conspiracy. Mm. Th- so, so, the, so this one says there is no virus at all, uh, simply that they just want you to think there is. I mean, it's interesting that it's co- not the claim that COVID-19 pandemic was engineered by the government. It's, the, it's first and foremost a media plot. It's kind of an interesting framing because they then say, oh, it's the government and the media, but they're framing it as a media plot. I'm not quite sure why why say it's the media and then go, oh, but by the way, it's the media and the government. Yeah, odd thing, but there we go. Uh, number four, Earth has been sucked into a black hole. So this appears to be CERN stuff. Um, some people think that, 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 that when CERN, when the Large Hadron Collider turned on, we created a black hole that sucked in the earth and and we just haven't realised yet for some reason. This you'd think you'd is, yeah, I'm wondering whether I'm wondering whether this was believed back in twenty twelve, because they point out it's one of the twenty twelve doomsday conspiracy theories or doomsday hypotheses. I'm wondering whether anyone actually still believes it now. I'm wondering whether in twenty twelve, because oh by the way, the earth is now being destroyed by as a micro singularity that will grow into a black hole with time. But whether anyone actually believes that we now live in a planet that's being sucked into a black hole and yet everything appears absolutely fine outside. That I'd be surprised if in, if anyone actually believes that here and now. Mm. Now this is number five is an interesting one. Number five is the theory that Disney created Frozen, the movie Frozen, as a distraction. I, I think I have heard this before. Some people have suggested that they made the movie and specifically called it Frozen, so that when people look up Disney, well, Disney and Frozen, Frozen, yeah, you'll get stuff about the movie rather than all the theories about him having his head cryogenically frozen at some point. Which I thought it was just a thing because obviously, because what uh, Frozen is based on the what is it the Ice Queen or what's, it is, the, yeah. what's the theory yeah. based on the Ice Queen and they figured having a um, 
Disney doing its whole thing about our boys won't won't have anything to do with anything that's the slightest bit girly. So we won't we can't use the word queen in the title. Let's just call it Frozen, the same way they called Rapunzel Tangled the next time. But anyway, interesting, interesting little sort of meta media theory there, I suppose. Yeah, it's one of those cute little theories I wouldn't be surprised started out on Reddit as a bit of a joke, and then people went, I mean, it's vaguely plausible, although if the Walt Disney Corporation was concerned about people doing a search for Walt Disney Frozen, you do have to wonder, why did they wait so long to make Frozen the film when they probably could have done something a lot earlier? Mm. Was there a sudden surge of people looking up about Walt Disney's head? And then they went, look, we now need to rush a film into production. Oh, how long will that take? Uh, I mean, casting, rendering, writing, probably about three years. So we'll, we'll have a solution to your problem in about three years' time. Well, fantastic. Good. We, we just need to prevaricate for three years, and then the problem's just going to disappear. Hmm. So then, number six, another classic. The Denver International Airport is Illuminati's headquarters. Really, you must go to Denver at some point just mm. to visit the airport. They, From looks of it, they're doing renovations at the moment, and they're having a lot of fun trolling a certain mm. kind of conspiracy theorist that thinks there is something to the Denver Airport conspiracy theory. And for those of you who don't know about the Denver Airport conspiracy theory, the Denver Airport has some pretty weird murals which are very apocalyptic in style which have led people to believe it has a kind of encoded message about the new world order or illuminati plan in the same respect the georgia guidestones were said to be a kind of indication of what our global masters and mistresses want to do mm. and wasn't there there was something about underground tunnels as well wasn't there which were perfectly uh, legitimate, but some people think well, it was so weird. There are, so there are underground tunnels at Denver Airport because it's a large international no, airport. I mean, like most they airports, to, I yeah, They need to be able to, to ferry personnel, luggage and the like beneath the airport from one location to another. The claim is that there are even more tunnels beneath the Denver mm. Airport where the troglodytes, the chuds and other people live. Now, uh, items seven and eight are sort of of a, of a pair. Number seven, the earth is hollow. Number eight, the world is flat. Take your I pick. Mean, you can't really be flat and hollow. Oh, I suppose you could be. You could be the pe the pita bread earth mm. hypothesis. It's mm. flat, yet hollow on the inside. Interesting. 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 Yeah, also saying the hollow earth and also people who think there's an earth inside the earth. Uh, as as dramatised in the or as as illustrated in that recent documentary uh, Godzilla vs Kong. I see. I I was thinking the the mockumentary that I think we watched together, which has Gary Busey as a Nazi scientist in the centre of the Earth. I don't remember that, and I I feel I would have to have remembered Gary Busey as a Nazi scientist at the centre of Maybe the Earth I if I'd it seen with that Nick before. Nick and Richard. It was mm. it was it was it was an asylum film, yes, so that tells you everything you need mm. to know. Uh, moving on, Prince Charles is a vampire, which I, I know we've mentioned before. It might have only been in a bonus episode, or it might have been the real one. I don't know. It's basically the fact that uh, Prince Charles is a. Um, a big fan of Romania. Well, sorry, sorry. King Charles is... Yeah, I, actually, I actually made October the same... October 26th. Yeah. He was King Charles at the time this article was written, wasn't he? I, Must have been. I, it was probably... I, 
I also made the same mistake today when talking with a colleague about racism in the royal family and talked about I mean, Prince, actually, no, I think you'll find it's King Charles, because uh, the rumours are the person who made the derogatory comments about Meghan Markle was indeed the monarch King Charles. Just him. Surely there's numerous well, people. Well, his father probably also made some choice yeah. comments as well. And now if there's anyone who looked like a vampire by the time they died, it was oh, his father. Yes. Mm. And that's because the other thing, of course, is the Windsors, or the Coburg Saxons, being German royalty, and given that German royalty were also the royalty of Romania, so the last queen of Romania was related to the German royal family because the Romanians basically imported lower-ranked German royals to be their kings and queens for a period of time when they were being kind of controlled by places like Prussia. So there is a connection between Transylvania and the royal family, and this has been hit upon by people like David Icke, who goes, well, you know, Transylvania is where vampires come from, the royal family is connected to Transylvania through marriage. The royal family is said to have porphyria, the the blood disease. I mean, who else would have porphyria but vampires? Ipso facto, quod erat demonstratum, butros butros gali, Prince Charles is now King Charles. King Charles is a vampire. King Charles the Vampire King. All hail. Uh, moving on to number 10, Bigfoot's no, real. No, no, no. I want to point out, in the, in, in the introduction, they referred to Prince Charles as a closeted vampire. Is it, he, I mean, there's well, no, he's there's no not mention. open about it, is he? Well, I mean, he might be amongst his friends and family. I Maybe, mean, I suppose. Has, has anyone in the media said, I say, Charlie boy, are you a vampire? And my girl, thank God somebody's asked. Yes, yes, I am. Anyway, uh, Bigfoot is real. Doesn't really say anything more than that. Bigfoot's no. real. Mm. And uh, I mean, is is that a conspiracy? I mean, does the American it's, government it's, go around denying yeah, the existence? It's only a conspiracy if it is being actively covered up. But I yeah, guess and we I, actually, I don't take think that there's any active cover. I mean, you might say there's a resistance to believing in the claim that Bigfoot is real, but I think that might just be the general populace and not the government telling people not to believe in Bigfoot. Uh, so number eleven, the Nazis had a secret base in Antarc in the Antarctic, surely, or in Antarctica, but whatever. Um, it's no cockery as far as typos go. Uh, so so I, I, I assume this is the one. There were, or, or was it somewhere else? There, there was the Nazi base that was allegedly called the the base of aces, which led that that cracked columnist to suggest, "Ah, wouldn't it be funny if Ace of Base was actually to do a reference to a Nazi submarine base and then discover that they were actually originally a neo-Nazi band, or at least some of them were, and that certain some of their videos definitely appeared to have anti-Semitic imagery." But and at least one of their songs is is bashing the notion of a of a wealthy welfare queen. Because, mm. oh, actually, it turns out Ace of Base is actually quite horrible. Mm. And to well, think I mean, that we, we, we kind didn't of knew that see at the time. time but, we didn't yeah. see the sign. Oh, dear, we didn't. Uh, number 12, we're all living in the Matrix. Some people think we're living in a real-life simulation. This theory is supported by crazy coincidences and no, no, happenings. No, 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 yeah, yeah, and happenings. It's, and it's, happenings. It's, it's like, the, so, bonus episode listeners last week will be aware that I, I somewhat cracked up at David Icke writing, uh, has been predicting, so what's the claim? Making claims about current events or uh, 
Oh, cl- claiming current events are going to happen. Okay, so mm. yes, well done for claiming that events are going the to be ongoing. Mm. And this is a case of, yeah, uh, the theory is supported by crazy coincidences and happening. So and not just coincidences, but just things, things happening. Things that happen. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the, the argument I've heard is that eventually we will like with, with advances in, in sort of VR technology eventually it's, it's it's conceivable it's certainly possible we could eventually create a virtual reality indistinguishable from actual reality so Josh are then, you talking about the film the 13th floor pretty much yeah which so is the, a a virtual a virtual reality in a inside a virtual reality, reality. Yeah. yeah. So the idea is that that yeah, eventually uh, virtual reality will become distinguishable from reality, and then it could be possible for in the virtual reality create a virtual reality within that virtual reality, and then it could you know after enough time that could carry on almost indefinitely. And if that is the case, then statistically we're more likely to be one of the one of the simulations in the middle than than it just so happened that we're the first original. Reality. Yeah, there's a, but there's a kind variant of a... argument that doesn't require nesting realities. It simply says, look, a sufficiently advanced culture is going to be able to generate a near infinite number of virtual instances where they're running simulations all the time. Statistically, if that is the case, we're more likely to be in an instance than we are in the real world, so therefore we probably live in a virtual reality. The more interesting philosophical argument actually deals with quantum physics. So as people point out, once you start looking at the quantum realm, everything kind of, and I'm using using very loaded terms, kind of devolves into a random static in the background. So the further you look into quantum mechanics, the kind of more bubbly and vague the laws that determine how quantum reality works. And some people have postulated that's precisely what you would think to see if you were creating a simulated reality, and it worked well enough that you don't need to detail every fine grain point particle in the system. You simply have at the very edge algorithms that give you the right kind of answer because people aren't going to be looking at the fine grain details. Which means if you actually discover that things are fuzzy at the edge, that's indication you're looking at where the code breaks down and they're just using algorithms to generate background noise to mask the fact they're not going any further with their calculations. Hmm. All of which get a little bit sort of Pascal's wager, Rocco's basilisk sort of stuff there, thinking your way into a situation which doesn't really seem to be how it works. But let's get into much more solid ground. Number 13, the moon isn't real. It's not real. I mean, I mean, I mean, Josh, it's just a paper moon. Mm, mm. It's, uh, it's. Uh, some people think it's a projection. What does David Icke think it is? Does he think it's hollow or it's not there? Well, it's or hollow it's, it's a, a and it's a death star, and it's also broadcasting. So, not it's rebroadcasting a message from Satan slash Saturn. Mm, that's right. Uh, number fourteen. The Titanic didn't actually sink. Ah, yes, because it was the, the Olympic that, that sunk instead, mm. and they, they just changed the name badges. Yeah, why would they do that? Insurance or something? Yeah, it was some kind of insurance fraud. So that's that's the claim, but, I mean, it doesn't change the fact that a ship did sink and a lot of people did die. Uh, number 15, Apollo 17 wasn't the last moon mission. Well, I mean, Josh, you've you've watched the documentary film Apollo 18, haven't you? Oh, yes. Actually, no, 
but I know what happens in it. Yeah, that's so the one say, that, it's a it's a found, a found footage mm, found footage space movie. Yeah. yeah, where they where they bring something. Well, so, something gets on board the capsule. From memory, mm. it's very very bad, but. It's a documentary, so it doesn't matter whether it's bad or good. It's just fact. Exactly. Just fact. And of course, we've we've all seen the documentary Moon Trap, where noted astronauts Bruce Campbell Walter Koenig and Walter Koenig and, and, go, yeah, yeah, and go, some, go off to the moon. Some of us have even seen robots. the the notable weird sequel, Moon Trap Two, Trap Harder. Not, not sure if I have or not, but uh, yes. I would not recommend no. it. It has it has so little to do with the first film. Although, admittedly, the acting in it is so atrociously non-uniform. And it's got, it, 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 it's got the rich guy from The Nanny playing the villain. And it's going to... Maxwell oh, Sheffield. Yeah, I, 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 I just... At any moment, I'm expecting you to summon your, your butler who will then eye-roll about being mm. in the scene. Okay, now we're getting uh, we're starting to get into the ones that I really don't see how they count as a conspiracy because number sixteen is zombies can rise from the dead. At, at least that's something they don't want you to know, and they're covering up. Not seeing a conspiracy there. And they say the belief in zombies can be traced back to ancient Greece, where they buried their dead with stones on top of them so they couldn't return from the grave. Now they didn't bury the dead because they thought they were going to come back as flesh or brain-eating revenants. They bury the dead in that way to stop because the, the, your spirit or soul essence was attached to your body, and so they were trying to stop kind of ghostly emanations from leaving the grave. So, don't think the, I don't think the ancient Greeks were concerned about zombies. This one though is interesting. Number seventeen, Bill Gates is making fake snow. Apparently, last year there was a thing on TikTok about the, the, the Bill, Bill Gates was making fake snow that burns instead of melts. Which was actually a new one on me. Don't know what that was. Yeah, although that's that's also one of those things where people don't realise just how dry snow can actually be. Because people Mm. just assume, oh, snow is wet. Wet things don't burn. But in really, really dry environments, people die of dehydration because of just how dry Arctic or Antarctic weather can be. Uh, Number 18, one I'm not familiar with, the Bits Mystery Sphere. Which apparently is alien material, whatever it is. Some weird I, sphere. I have to that say, I, I, a couple found in Florida. is is not an area I spend a lot of time in, so I don't think I know what the bit mystery sphere is. No, maybe one to look up another time. But now, now, okay, now, now we're getting into the big, st- the real stuff, the real hard-hitting, controversial conspiracies. Number nineteen: Amelia Earhart was eaten by crabs. Now, this has been one of the theories to explain her disappearance, that perhaps she actually landed, crash-landed on a deserted island, died, and her body was eaten by crabs. But the fact that this isn't a conspiracy listicle, what are they hinting at here? Is there a conspiracy among the crabs that we don't want to know about? Do we not know this because the media is in the pocket of Big Crab? I mean, Josh, are you not aware of just how many people crabs are eating on a day-by-day basis? Obviously not, because they don't want me to know. They don't want any of us to know. No, no, they don't. You know, crabs. You cannot. You cannot trust a crab. Oh well. I'm about to make a joke. I've got crabs in my pants right now. But that's that's that, that, that actually. Works I really, I really mm. hope that isn't true. Mm. Uh, number twenty. The Loch Ness monster lives in Scotland. Well, he wasn't going to live anywhere else, but. 
I yeah, guess, that, I, I mean, guess the Loch Ness Monster exists. Sounds I mean, a bit less... it would actually be more interesting if if the theory was the Loch, the Loch Ness Monster currently holidays in New Jersey. Mm. Then you go, oh, that, that's an interesting theory. But Loch Ness Monster being near Loch Ness, that that doesn't seem Not like really it's blowing the mind. No, no. Uh, number twenty-one: Five G causes cancer and COVID nineteen. Oh, boring. Yeah, we've yeah. seen it before. We have actually talked about those kind of mm. theories quite quite a bit in the past. And why talk about that when we can talk about number twenty-two? A solar flare caused the Titanic to sink. But I, 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 I thought it didn't sink. I thought it was the Olympic that sank. Yeah. Well, as as, as we've as we've seen. Conspiracy theorists can hold multiple contradictory beliefs, according to that study that said exactly that and nothing else. Uh, so how does the solar flare explain how the Titanic hit an iceberg? Supposedly, the Northern Hemisphere was experiencing a, quote, moderate to severe magnetic storm on the night of the ship's collision, saying it could have affected the ship's radar and radio rescue signals, which, if it's true, isn't any sort of a collision. Uh, collision. Conspiracy. Hmm. I said, reading the word collision in, on the screen in front of me. Hmm. So, say, weird. Hmm. Mm. Number 23, something we haven't talked about in a long time, the Black Knight satellite. I'm sure we've mentioned oh, it. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, but, I'm pretty um, sure we did a episode of that back in the earlier days. Mm, bang your that and Nibiru and other weird things floating Always around Always makes me think of a brand of licorice. Mm, it does, yeah. Black Knight licorice, yellow, mm. yellow and with black box bag. with a knight. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, but enough licorice. We've got more important things to talk about, such as twenty-four sirens were responsible for shipwrecks. I mean, I guess it's a conspiracy if they if they talked amongst themselves. Let's go, let's go, wreck a ship. I mean, I'm presuming they had to because they would have had to chosen what song to sing. Mm. Although I suppose in some cases sirens also did work alone, so in that mm. case there's no there's no conspiracy mm. at all. Interesting illustration there, though. I haven't I haven't seen it's it's sort of a, a nothing to do with a ship. It's a guy in a dinghy with some sirens swimming in the water up to him. But they rather than being portrayed like mermaids, they have two legs, two sort of scaly fishtail legs. They're like they're like. Instead of being like a woman from the waist up and a fish from the waist down, they're a woman from the waist up and two fish from the hips down. Very See, strange. I, I'm now thinking of Red Dwarf when the cat uh, in Better Than Life decides his girlfriend is going to be a mermaid and it's a person where the top half is a fish and the lower mm. half is a, is a woman. And this is going, but what? You know, that's the wrong way around. And the cat's going, it's definitely not the wrong way around. Mm. Uh, oh, I spoke too soon. Number 25 is Planet X is home to a world called Nibiru. I think I'm Nibiru is part of Planet X. I thought Nibiru was a, a, a planet of its own. A yeah, that does seem to be X. a conflation of mm. more than one theory there. Well, anyway, Planet X, Nibiru, call it what you want. It means the death of us all. Uh, 26, Queen Elizabeth I was a man. I mean, even if, she, even if he was, not anymore, dead. Not anymore. Uh, some believe that Queen Elizabeth I died as a child, and to prevent the end of the royal line, she was replaced with a young boy. I mean, surely there must have been a girl around that would have saved them a bit of. Yeah, bit of, yeah. So by this, by, by this theory, it wasn't Elizabeth I was a man. It was the pretender who played Elizabeth I for most of the reign was in disguise. Mm, very strange. Seems a bit pointlessly complicated. 
Well, but then again, the British monarchy is well, pointlessly you know, complicated. That's, that's true. As I was explaining to my colleague Pompeo earlier today whilst doing the shopping, I was explaining the origin of why there is a Lord of the Privy, because we were talking about how it is alleged that former Prince Charles, current King Charles, doesn't even squeeze the toothpaste for his toothbrush. He gets a, a servant to squeeze the toothpaste out on his brush before he goes to brush his teeth. Okay, well, yeah, in the old days, there was a Lord of the Privy who literally lived beneath the toilet that the monarch sat, sat upon and wiped the monarch's bottom. And because it was recognised it was such a horrible job, these Lords of the Privy were awarded later in life with titles and land. Because you go, yeah, you you spent 20 years wiping my Crouching in a dear ear, mm. so for that you will get rewarded, because you did spend most of your life in a small box smelling of feces. Yep. Now, we're almost out of time, which is good, because we're almost at the end of the list, and I have to say it ends with more of a whimper than a bang. We've got 27. The COVID-19 vaccine has a 5G chip inside of it. I mean, we've already done COVID-19. We've already done 5G in this list. Uh, although it does mention that time when they people began circulating a supposed diagram of the chip that was inside COVID-19 vaccines and ended up being a circuit diagram of a guitar pedal. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a useful thing to have installed in the human mm. Body. You want to go a bit of wah-wah? A little bit of wah-wah, source yeah. things up a little. Uh, 28, chemtrails, blah, blah, blah. We all know about chemtrails. Number 29, it's, it's the Loch Ness Monster again, only this is the abominable snowman lives in Asia. Oh, hang on, when, when, when we had Bigfoot at the front there, they didn't say Bigfoot lives in something, didn't they? They said Bigfoot no, is no. real. But yeah. no, when it comes to the Loch Ness Monster and 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 the abominable snowman, it, it's at their inputs. they feel it's important to tell us where they live. Yeah, as if as if you'll be astounded to find out that people claim that yetis live in Tibet. Mm. And again, like they they call they refer to this as a conspiracy. They say the lore of the conspiracy: large foot tracks found in the snow of a two-legged human-like. And how is it a conspiracy? I, I mean, I guess once once again, if there's an agency of some kind which is devoted to denying the existence mm. of these things. But the problem with all of these theories is that there are still active investigations into the Loch Ness Monster, active investigations looking for the existence of Sasquatch or Bigfoot, active investigations going on into Yeti, some of which have funding from various organisations around the world. It seems that if people are trying to suppress the truth, they're also allowing actual investigations into the existence of these cryptos to go ahead at the same time. It seems like a really slapdash conspiracy, unless you assume that those active investigations are part of the conspiracy. Mm. And then finally, item number 30, internet routers, routers can lead to harmful 5G radiation, which I think is basically just them giving them an excuse to have a chuckle at those people who put Faraday cages around their, their wireless routers to protect from the harmful radiation and then started complaining that their wireless wasn't working. I mean, that was, that was funny. Mm, mm. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's some old conspiracies, a couple I hadn't heard specifically before, and a couple that were, weren't really conspiracies so much as just odd things. I think 
I, I assume that originally they were going to call this list simply things that make you go, hmm, but then realized that CNC Music Factory beat them to it by about 30 years. So they had and to also come up the, with something. The SEO for things that make you go, hmm. People just mm, aren't searching yeah, for Wouldn't hmm. it be great? Wouldn't it be great? Yeah. So there you go. A couple of listicles. They contain stuff. We talked about that stuff. What more do you want? God damn it. What more do you want? Actual content. Honestly, the, the, the things you come up with, what will you say next? Now, we do, of course, have a bonus episode for you. This Last week, I we got started recording the bonus episode, and then I realized I hadn't plugged the bonus episode in the main episode. So this time we were to plug that bonus episode extra no, hard. No, no, see, see, no. See, Josh, you now have to plug last week's bonus episode because ah. we've, we've got a deficit. So you need to talk okay. about what we talked about in last week's bonus episode, and uh, then make sure you talk about this week's bonus episode because otherwise we're going to get into a very awkward situation Some sort of a death spiral of plugging yeah, we'll last week's bonus episode well actually that's actually quite a neat thing plugging mm. what we talked about last week and never Could telling be. people yeah, what's coming work. up this week so last week we talked about Kanye West, Dirty Bombs in Ukraine, Liz Tr- we, we, we realised that the week before last we'd been talking about Liz Truss possibly getting rolled pretty much exactly at the time as she was getting rolled. We had a bit more of the chess anal beads thing and we talked about Proud Boys in New Zealand, which quite frankly nobody wants to talk about because screw those guys. Have you watched Web of Chaos, the new no. conspiracy? I also no. have not watched Web of Chaos it does seem to be... I mean, Sean Plunkett seems very angry about it. And if Sean mm. Plunkett is angry about it, it's probably worth watching. Probably a good thing. I haven't read... Uh, Dylan Reeves got a book, doesn't he? Yes, yes. I yes. haven't read that either. Probably should. Fake believe. Yeah, I'm... Mm. So the, this, is go, this is going to sound very, very bad. But I'm a conspiracy theory book written by a non-academic is not high on my list of things I need to read. Which is not to say that Dylan's book is going to be bad, but at the same time, if I'm going to be... You have a long reading list. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and academic material is always going to be preferable to, you know, interested am- amateurs like Dylan, but at the same time, not actual research academics working on conspiracy theory. Mm. Nevertheless. So if you read it... Yes, you can, you, you can review it and tell me about it. Maybe I could. Maybe that's not a bad idea. Yeah. We could even use some of the podcast monies to buy you a copy. Ooh. Ooh, we could. We could use the funds given to us by our patrons who, in exchange, get bonus content such as this week's bonus content where you'll never believe it. We've got another listicle. We're going we to have, have another listicle one, in the bonus this episode. This one's from Teen Vogue, and Teen Vogue mm. has a bit of a reputation these days they do. for quality reporting. So I'm quite mm. curious to see what Things that no one else will talk about. Yeah. And we probably have to mention the whole attack on Paul Pelosi thing as well, because it was surprising, well, perhaps not surprising, more depressing than anything, the way conspiracy theories around that popped up instantly. To the point where even the CEO of Twitter, who is now Elon Musk, Mm. was trading in conspiracy theories around the attack on the Pelosi household. Yes, yeah, so we'll talk about a bit about that as well. And if you're interested in hearing about some of those things or hearing about the things from last week's one, because if you become a patron, you actually you get access to the whole lot of them if you really want. Uh, become a patron. Go to Patreon.com. Look for the podcaster's guide to the conspiracy. Do whatever it is you do there. Yeah, I mean, I, if, I should know. I'm do, actually a patron of other people. I've done it in the past. I, if I, you do I, I go and look, difficult. 
at the past catalogue of Patreon bonus episodes. There's a period of time before we started doing these joint Patreon episodes where I would just record five-minute segments between talks at conferences, talking about mm. what I heard or random items in my hotel room. There's a, mm. there's a wealth of content, some of which is not worth listening to, but it's still there. It's yeah. still there. We're so, we are so good at selling Oh, patronage to excellent self-promotion yeah. that's our that's our watchword yeah, we're, we're, all, we're always downplaying the stuff we do mm. to not to not to encourage people what we should really be doing the bonus episodes they're actually the best stuff we do we actually mm. have more fun recording the bonus episodes than we do the main episodes you may think that we make tasteless jokes in the main episode you don't know the kind of thing we talk about in the patron bonus episode and now i'm going am i selling it or once again i think once, once really again you're making pitch? you're making this actual podcast sound like crap yeah, yeah we, we anyway. really are not good at this yeah anyway our podcast listen to it oh hang on you just did <laughs> gotcha gotcha Sucks to be you Sucks yeah. to be you you fell for it hook line and sinker but also be a patron anyway um okay that's it i'm done I'm done. We're over time. We've 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 poured our blood, sweat, and tears into this episode, by which I mean clicked on a couple of links and read what they told us. So really, I think the time has come to simply say goodbye. Lassitude. The podcast's Guide to the Conspiracy stars Josh Addison and myself, Associate Professor M.R.X. Denter. Our show's conspiracy producers are Tom and Philip plus another mysterious anonymous donor. You can contact Josh and myself at podcastconspiracy at gmail.com and please do consider joining our Patreon. And remember, nothing is real. Everything is permitted, but conditions apply.